Greetings one and all, welcome hey. again to Bears on Film. Welcome back, thanks for thanks for joining us. This week we are talking about the killing of a sacred deer. That's right. Feel good family film. <laughs> it's just, I mean, just to, just to set a tone for the listeners, would you call this an experimental film? No, I wouldn't go that far. You wouldn't? No. I've heard, I, like, I've, I've scrolled past a couple of um, headlines about this film. Like, one of them claiming that... It'll be the weirdest film you see this year, and I'm see, like, to be okay, honest, well, you didn't go to Mother. Well, uh, that's what. I, to be honest, I didn't find this film. I almost didn't find it weird enough. That being said, I would call it experimental in so much as it's it's different to Mother in that it almost it doesn't rely on plot, it doesn't rely on character. It is very much a film of tone. Did you feel <laughs> the same way? Yeah. It's the yeah. whole thing is about trying to create an unsettling environment for mm. you, more so than yeah, more so than about, even what's happening or anything. Yeah, it's just, there's a, the the premise is important. Yeah, um, it's a surreal film, yeah. I'd say. And then it's about yeah these guy these characters and chiefly Colin Farrell's doctor character yeah. dealing with this situation rather than you know story wise, not a ton going on. Okay, but even character wise, can we talk about characters for a sec? The thing, one of the the big things for me is it happened at the start and right through to the end. I was, what confused me the most, and I guess not confused in so much as I knew what was happening and I knew what was being done. Part of the way that they're trying to create this unsettling tone is the fact that there is not a single character in this film who acts like a human person. Absolutely. Or even the, even the few times they act like a human person, they don't ever talk like a human person yep like they have conversations and it's very much how are you i am good how are you exactly it's, very, it's like, this all it's borderline and, robotic like yes. monotone flat yes dialogue and just these weird you know like at, at one point they're at a dinner party and colin farrell just drops a daughter just started menstruating <laughs> and yeah i was expecting As you would see but at that point even at that point that was quite early on and i it was already kind of strange but i was expecting maybe his wife who's played by nicole kidman as they were leaving to be like well that, well, that was a bit weird Colin. like what, what the yeah. fuck are you doing instead she was like well that was a lovely evening and mm. i was like okay that's what they're going and the people you. that they're taught the, the the people that he says that line to they don't react like they, they react as if that's we don't need yeah. to know no, they they were just like, oh, lovely. Like, and that's kind of what happens throughout this whole movie is that they say these things and they act this way, and it's not, it's not, it's not real at all. Yeah, right from the off, there's in the way that the the characters communicate to each other, you're aware that okay, this is not, real, we're not watching real life here. No, it was it was very much a surrealist film, and there there are things. One of the things I really liked about it is the way that you don't know anything. You don't know anything that is going... And it's not in that confusing way, like, well, why is this happening? It's just like, you see bits and pieces and you don't get the full story until about halfway when when you get this big reveal. But up until that point, like, so I guess, should we go into a little bit of what the story of this is? Sure, yeah. So so basically, um, so Colin Farrell is this doctor and, and the backstory that you find out later is that he's... He's accidentally been involved in the death of a patient, and this patient's son, who he's for some reason kind of formed a connection with. Yeah, he's taken him under his wing, and at the moment, you I don't know about you, you're like mildly concerned about the nature of their relationship. The, the first time they meet in the diner, I was like, oh, okay, he's soliciting a young male yeah. prostitute. And he's, he's not. He's not. He's not. And he's then. Just feels the need to kind of take this boy 
under his wing yeah, through so, presumably some sort of guilt over his involvement, accidental as we... Like, there's there's never any kind of implication that he did, that there was no. any kind of malice involved in the fact that this kid's dad died. Yeah. But he knows that, all right, I was there when this kid's dad he, did carcat on the operating. Yeah, and then, and then when, when you realise, okay, he's not a prostitute, my first thought was, oh, okay, it's his illegitimate son. He's meeting up with his son at these visits. And then slowly you start to learn more and more, but kind of without learning anything. And what I was going back to before about how the way no one acts like a real person, he then just all of a sudden, oh, you should come, you should come around to my family's place for dinner and meet my wife and kids. I think they'd really like you. And it's like, he never explains to his wife who this kid is or how he knows this kid. Like there's never, it's just, it's a really weird thing to watch. And that is, that's kind of the way they go about making things unsettling is just by not letting you in on everything. And I think in that sense, it's, it's really clever. Now, can we talk about your field of ex- expertise? What? You you are a Hangovers. <laughs> you, I didn't have that much to drink last So the main night. character is an alcoholic. <laughs> so you, you do pretend to use cameras. I you, do. You, you pick up the odd camera and you, yeah. you know, you're a lensman. What did you think of the cinematography in this film? There's plenty of times where, you know, they'd be, there was a scene staged um, where I was kind of just noting the use of practical lights or whatever. But it wasn't something that, um, that really drew my attention to it, which, to be honest... Nor should it. Yeah, I guess the one thing I noticed and the reason I bring it up is I found it, it was filmed very much like a horror film. The camera was always moving. There was a lot of movement in this film. You'd have these long tracking shots, lots of wide shots with very slow pans. Yeah. And it's very similar to what you'd see in a horror film where they're trying to get you to look around the frame and be like, oh, okay, I just saw a shadow in the back corner, Mm. even though it's not that kind of film. And that, to me, kind of stood out as something that was... There is a lot, from, from memory, there is a lot of really wide big very Kubrick shots yeah we're not you're not in on the characters that much it's more just placing this action in front of you exactly and and lets it and lets it play out without really directing your eye too much with you know cut away to cut to that person cut to that person back to a master cut to that person cut to that person it's more it more just all right here's some stuff happening yeah it was very playful to watch something that fits in very much with the um the, the way that characters in this film talk to each other when when the reveal of this film happens where you kind of find out what's going on here is done is done pretty bizarrely where Colin Farrell is is talking to this to the the boy that he's has this relationship with and the way the boy just spills the beans about mm. what is happening and why and what's going to happen from here that is bizarre the way that and he just that just was mid conversation my- he's just like it like just that was my favourite part of the entire movie, that one scene. They're sitting down together and they're sitting there talking and the kid's just like, look, you know what's happening? You know what's happening? You killed someone in my family, now yours all has to die. For Number one, and he just starts listing the things that happened to them just very quickly, very... And that was my favourite moment in this mm. film. The and he way that was delivered was great. And he does, he does it with no malice. No. There's, he's just like, well, you know, my yeah. dad's dead. Well, that's, so, and, and again, there's you know, no understanding or explanation of the magic behind this. Like, how does this kid have the ability to hex Colin Farrell's entire yeah. family? Yep. It's never explained whether this kid is, you know, the devil or whether he's just Joe Blow who can, in yeah, this like world, if you this want, is the could, kind of thing try that can and read in, You know, okay, so Colin Farrell's character is a doctor, so there's that kind of god complex thing yeah. possibly going on that you, could, that you could assign to doctors. So then, okay, is the kid then the devil? I don't think it matters, no. to be honest. And that's one of my favourite things about this film, is that 
nothing, no explanation is needed. Nothing matters. As far as I'm concerned, this is, I've seen a lot of genres be thrown around for this film, you know, psychological horror, thriller. To be honest, I would firmly call this a fantasy film. And, you know, there are elements of supernatural, there are kind of small elements of horror, elements of black comedy, but I don't really think it fits in any of those mm. boxes really well. See, I actually feel like at its... Co- so there's, there is all this, this bizarre stuff happening around the family, but that's not what most of the film is taken up with. Really, what most of the film is taken up with for me is that it's a family drama. Like once, Absolutely. Once things have... Once stuff's hit the fan, it really becomes about how these characters interact with each other and deal with what's going on and try and get well, out of this situation. The, the plot is very simplistic. I don't, I don't want to give too much away about what it is, but it, the, ho- the whole plot is Sophie's choice, basically. There's really not that much to it. Mm. Like, and, and yeah, it's, that's why it's interesting that the main substance of this film is the way that the characters interact with each other, and yet that is so far from any kind of reality yeah. that it's just... It is a strange watch. Like, <laughs> yeah, actually, um, the thing that maybe I like most about this film, uh, is that in in the second half of the film, when Colin Farrell's character has this has this choice in front of him, um, I it's it's very rare that you don't know what's going to happen in a film. Like, yeah, we get used to the beats of a film, and all right, blah blah, this will happen, then this will happen, and you know, I'll still generally enjoy watching it even though you know exactly where this path is going. I had no idea what would happen at the end of this film. Yeah. Which yeah. was really refreshing. Yeah. To be honest, I, I had no idea what was going to happen in the next 10 minutes of any point in this film. I There was no point where I was like, oh, okay, we're hitting this beat, you know, and story-wise, this is what's going to happen next. Which, when you see even good movies, often happens. You kind of can see where that pattern is heading yep but in this i i don't think there was any one point where i thought yeah okay i know what's gonna happen you know and i do think that the beauty of this is the way that it's presented to you i think is that what if this film was done with this plot in more of a mainstream way i don't think it would be half as good a film but the fact that it is so surreal is what makes it interesting to me now, in one of the scenes that we have with uh, Colin Farrell's doctor and the and the young the young man the the boy slash young man, Colin Farrell goes around to his house at one point, and we meet the young man's mother. Yes, and, and this, dr- drum roll, this. please. Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone. Who I'm so glad to see doing something. It was again. great. She was wonderful. Now, it took me a second. I was like, I know. Who, hang on. I know who that is. That's holy shit. I do it's have share. I do have one question. Were they prosthetic teeth? Did they try to give her smoker's teeth, or has she been smoking since Clueless? Yeah, because how would we know? Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, it is clearly Alicia Silverstone, but she's kind of a little bit feral. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't want to... Like, she's playing this kind of... Like, I mean, they cast Alicia Silverstone. She is meant to be an attractive person. Yes. But she's kind of been up against it for a while. And, the char- you know, well done to the, the hair and makeup team, because... The character looks how she should look. She does. She lo- and and that's not to say that she looks like a complete mess. No, it's well done. Yeah, and, and I must say, I really did enjoy the casting and the acting across the board. And I do think it must have been hard to act in a film where the dialogue is so purposefully wooden. Yeah. But um, the acting on all, ca- you know, like Nicole Kidman does some great stuff in this movie. Colin Farrell is really 
really good in this yeah, movie. His two kids are excellent. Yeah, and and the young boy Martin, he's excellent. He's as brilliant. Well. Um, he's fantastic. He he's great. He is very very good in this. The film. scene where he's talking to Nicole Kidman with the plate of spaghetti. Yeah, like, that's he's a great. Just scene. awesome. Yeah. Getting getting back to Nicole Kidman for a second, our Nick, as we yes. say in Australia. <laughs> well, some people say that in Australia. There's plenty of people in Australia who I think have this mad tall poppy syndrome thing with Nicole Kidman yeah. and hate her for reasons that I don't understand. I think Kidman is brilliant. I think and, she does some great work. And if you look at 21st century Kidman and the role she's taken on, things like like people say she only won an Oscar for the for the hours for putting on a nose, which is garbage. She was sensational in that. She was even better the next year in Dogville. She was just sensational in that. Then you go through, like things like Birth, Stoker, Big Little Lies recently, mm-hmm. The Beguiled earlier this year. Yep. I don't and think that like, people think of Nicole Kidman as being the kind of performer like, say, Julianne Moore, another excellent person from The yeah. Hours. And yet they're the kind like they do take on these different roles that aren't star making. They're like, all right, well, I'm I'm an established performer. I can do these interesting things. Yeah. And Props to her, I say. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought she was excellent, as as the entire cast was. Speaking of Nicole Kidman, you might be able to shed some light on this for me. One thing, what was with early in the film, when Colin Farrell and Nicole Kidman are going to bed, and for some reason it is thrown in there that Colin Farrell, I don't know whether he can only get off if she's pretending to be yeah, under Yeah, or it's just kind of got a bit of a fetish thing. But yeah, and that never came up again. And I don't know whether that was supposed to give us some kind of glimpse into his character or something, but that was the one moment for me where I was like, I feel like this bit is thrown in. I thought that did add add something character wise for yeah. Um, even even though Nicole Kidman's doing most of the things in that scene, it's really I think about Colin Farrell's character. Yeah. Um, I thought it did kind of inform us a bit. Okay. As to as to what's going on in this guy's mind and that. Even though, you know, the antagonist in the film might be a looser nut than he is. Yeah. Colin Farrell's not... He's not... St- he's not, he's not straight yeah. down the middle. I guess the thing for me about this film is that it's it's not a confusing film. It's, ve- it's very linear in a lot of ways and straightforward. Surreal is the word more than confusing. However, walking away, I still don't feel like I understand what the film was trying to tell us. Like, what is the theme? Is it a statement on modern family? Is it... Like, what is it... That what is the message that's trying to come across in this movie? Because I feel a little bit like an idiot in that sense. Because, you know, like, usually even kind of... You know, like, comparing this to something like Mother, which was also very weird. Mother went too far with hitting you on the head with its message. But at least I walked away knowing what it was trying to say. Whereas this film, even now, two days later, I still, I still feel like I'm not sure what it was trying to tell me. I'm not going to claim that I absolutely know what, what Yorgos Lanthimos, I think I'm getting that right, <laughs> was necessarily trying to tell us. And it may be, we may be trying to get more out of it than he put there. That's true. Just because it's not just because a it's normal not a, film. That's true. It could just be a film for film's sake. And we're trying to read too much into it because of the way it's made. And yeah. Have yeah. you seen any others of... I have not. I've heard of, that The, the Lobster is excellent. I really like The Lobster. Yeah, I've heard that The Lobster is better than this. I like The Lobster more. The Lobster is a film kind of works in... It's this film of two halves, really. Right. And I was I'm completely on board with the first half of that film. It was brilliant. And the second half I liked. And so overall, like I did really like The Lobster. Yep. It didn't completely work for me in its entirety, but I still really did enjoy it. 
I mean, speaking, like, looking at these kind of films, you kind of do compare them all against each other. How did you feel this compared to Mother, which we had earlier in the year? Um, and I only bring up that comparison because it's happened naturally twice it, in this episode. Yeah, in terms of the, probably the two most offbeat new releases I've seen this year, I probably liked Mother more than this. I, and I was surprised at how much I did like Mother. Yeah, I got drawn in to the film Mother more than this one. Yes. But part of that is just the way they're made. Like, there's so much going on in Mother that you've kind of, you've really got to be switched on with it. Whereas the way this is made, the, you know, it's the, just the presented dead, to the deadpan you. dialogue. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, it's not, it, it's weird. Mother is more made so that you feel like you're in that world. Yeah, you're, me- I think, yeah, you're meant to get so overwhelmed like you're watching, in the Mother. That's right. Whereas a lot about this film is actually really underwhelming in the way it's presented. Yes. Now, did you find anything about this film particularly, would you say, scary? Because this is this film is really marketed as a horror film. Yeah, when I, yeah, I saw it listed as a horror, and I thought, oh wow, okay, from the from the trailers, that's not what I was expecting. Yeah, and was I ever scared? No, and I'm a I don't I don't do horror. I'm not getting scared in the movies. Done really do it for me. So if you're meant to get scared by a film, I'll get scared by a film. Yeah. I was not scared at all. In no, this film. So, and I didn't find it particularly violent or anything not even kind of psychologically violent i didn't really find any of that at all i saw this with a friend though and she was covering her eyes for a lot of the movie she was just like oh is it over yet and i'm like is is what is, is what over, over yet like there's very little kind of even psychological violence in this movie there was nothing that i found particularly scarring the things that i found hardest to watch are the things that i, I feel actually have most in common with cringe comedy mm. like there are scenes in this where you're like oh Really? In the way that you might watching The Office? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like like the din- like going back to the dinner party scene. You're like, what? You're not talking about this, are you? My daughter just started menstruating. Yeah. You've got you to do it in Corey oh, Sorry. Sorry. Accident. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's exactly right. There were a few moments like that where people... And, and then it happened again later where, um, where his family meet Martin, the young boy, and his daughter's just like, I just got my period. That's right. Yeah. It, 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 like, little things like that, just that you wouldn't normally talk about, especially with someone that you've just met, these little things just come up really frequently in this movie, where it's just like, it's just like a, a share all. Okay, so, I guess the final question is, how much did we like this movie? I didn't love this movie, yep. but I did like this movie. Okay. Getting down to our base need to rate things I was between a 6 or a 7 in terms of how much I like genuinely enjoyed the film I was probably a 6 but I think I kind of edged over into 7 territory just because I give the film just such props for the fact that how often do you sit in a cinema and think I don't know what's going to happen and I I love the film for doing that yeah this is this is crazy you and I for once are exactly the same no I was between a 6 and a 7 yeah, scrap I had, the episode. I had I had in my notes turn off the mic. I, I had in my notes written down a six. Then I went to the IMDb rap and rated a seven. And I was the IMDb rap. <laughs> How did that go? <laughs> I'm the IMD app, and I'm here to say <laughs> my daughter started menstruating. Stuck <laughs> over that typical, you know, primary school rap. <laughs> um, yeah, and and I was fir- I still am unsure whether it's a six or a seven for me. Now I know what you're thinking. Is how can I give this the same or a lower or less than Justice League? The Justice League. I feel like I need I to take I, this moment to explain my rating system. Long ago, I gave up questioning. <laughs> I feel like I need to take a moment to explain my rating system. I 
Uh, you're going to think this is wrong. It's really easy to <laughs> just I remind say, you that I have a terrible taste no, 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 in no, no, film. No, 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 no. Can I remind you that rating is subjective? I, yes, it is. Film I, is subjective, in fact. It is. And and for me, when I rate a film, particularly on IMDb, which is not... It's it's a user website. It's not a critic website. I don't. What are you saying f- about us? <laughs> <laughs> I don't rate a film based on how good it is as an actual film, which I know you're going, that's the point of a rating. I rate it based on two factors, how much I enjoyed my viewing of it. The other thing I rated it on is how how well it achieved what I feel it was trying to achieve, which is why Justice League got a slightly higher rating for me is because firstly, I enjoyed myself watching it. But I thought Justice League was meant to be enjoyable. (laughs) I feel like that's what they were going for. So you feel like it didn't achieve what it wanted to. (laughs) I feel like it did. You know, and for this, I feel like I'm not absolutely sure that it did. I feel like it was a very well put together film. Mm. The acting was stunning. The the ideas behind it were good. But for me, the fact that I still don't truly know what its purpose was, you know, and maybe its purpose was just to be an entertaining film. But that's not necessarily on the film. Like, it's possible we're just stupid. That's right. In fact, you know. But I guess for me, I, f- I feel like you know it wasn't it wasn't scary enough to be a horror, which is what's been thrown out there. It wasn't funny. Well, that's enough not the to, film's fault. No, it wasn't funny enough to be a black comedy. It wasn't kind of anything enough to be anything. You know, like it was just kind there of is a movie a... that you watch, and it's genreless, and which is fine, and I enjoyed that about it. There that's... has been a genre dubbed upon Lanthimos's films. And like its own genre. Yeah. And now I can't think what it is. I presume that was because people were like, well, we don't know what box to put this in. Yeah. Which, again, which happens, is not the film's fault. But that happens with plenty of movies all the time. You know, like Eternal Sunshine, which is one of my all-time favourite movies, is still usually put as a comedy. Mm. Which I would not call it a comedy. Well, I mean, and all of Kaufman's films are the same. If you If you go to pick up a copy of Being John Malkovich from the video shop, which no longer exists, <laughs> it's under comedy. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah. You know, but I feel like even without them being able to define a genre, it still really works for me. Whereas this, I'm just not sure it did. I feel like it was missing just something. There are people who, like, this film just will work for them. They'll just totally click with it. I, oh, I, this I film believe. is getting a lot of praise, and I, yeah. I think that's good. And likewise, there are people, like, I know someone who said that if they could give this film negative stars, they would. Wow. <laughs> See, I don't get that. <laughs> That's but that's a, great. Oh yeah, I like, mean that's great. There's yeah. that there's that many middle of the road things that studios put out. Yeah. That yeah. Being willing to make this kind of thing is, I mean, that's is, a, is great. One of my favorite things about this movie and and I felt the exact same way about Mother, one of my favorite things is that it got made and it got released. Mm. You know, and that says a lot in a world where you know there is just really bad movies coming out every day. You know whether or not this is bad is subjective, but it, like it's different, and so I'm I'm really just grateful that it got made. Yeah. So anyway, I guess that's it for us today. It is indeed. If, if you if you enjoyed this episode, by all means, give us a give us a rating or a review. If you didn't, then probably save yourself the trouble. It's not not worth it. Yeah, yeah. Feel it's, free to. I mean, it's really easy to hit like five stars, it's, but anything it's less than that, that yeah. like you might hit. The wrong one, so just don't bother. So, so just or just just rate five, even if you don't like it. Just kind round of round up, yeah, round up zero to five. It fe- it feels right, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, you can reach us at uh, 
bearsonfilmmailbag at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, where you may already be following us because... (laughs) (laughs) Not because of us. (laughs) Not because of us. Our social media following has much, much more people than our podcast does due to... A three-year-old, but <laughs> related to you. But you know, if you're in my daughter's fan club, give us a five anyway. <laughs> give us a sympathy five. We can't deal with people liking Billy's daughter that much more than us. Even though, to be fair, she's far more likable. She's way more likable. All right, thanks.